0: In a world where jobs are how most people make money, one man, one desire, one challenge, dares to break the mold. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where we don't work for money, money works for us. Coming soon, viewer discretion advised.
1: Bill Manacero. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network. I'm your host, Bill Manacero, and this is the show where 50-plusers and anyone else who wants to join us get solid, no-sales-pitch real estate investing advice to help generate real cash flow. This podcast airs twice weekly on Mondays and Fridays, and if you aren't already a subscriber, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, type in Old Dogs, spelled D-A-W-G-S, find our podcast, And subscribe. Well, we have a great show. I'm stoked about this. We have a returning old dog guest. Uh, Not that he's an old dog, but uh, he's definitely a a return guest uh, on the Old Dogs REI Network podcast. He is also a ninja. Okay, he is. Well, he's he's known as the Cash Flow Ninja. Now, if you haven't figured out who it is already, I'm talking about MC Lobshar, and uh, he is a husband, dad, podcaster, author, and cash flow expert. Now, that's a cash flow expert. That's got to be. I mean, we've got to zero in on that one here because I think uh, this show is all about cash flow. So this is going to be great. Um, as a cash flow investor and entrepreneur, MC's passion is to assist investors and business owners to create, recover, warehouse and multiply cash flow through advanced strategies. Having figured out how to escape the rat race and replace his own income through cash flow investing, he shares how highly paid professionals and business owners can replace their incomes through cash flow investing strategies to escape the rat race. He is focused on helping business owners and investors capitalize on their economic opportunities in times of great change, disruption, and chaos. And we definitely know what that means in the last couple of years here. MC is the creator and host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, two of them here, Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Investing Secrets. The Cash Flow Ninja podcast has been downloaded over 4.5 million times in over 180 countries and has been featured as one of the top 48 podcasts for entrepreneurs by Entrepreneur Magazine and is regularly featured as one of the top 100 podcasts by Apple Podcasts. MC also founded Producers Wealth, an insurance brokerage helping clients in the United States with advanced cash flow strategies and Producers Capital Wealth partners, a firm assisting investors all over the world to invest in alternative assets that produce passive income in any economy and market. Well, MC, welcome back to the Old Dogs REI Network. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have. Oh, it's it's great having you on. And uh, uh, last time you were here, you just blew my mind with uh, just uh, some of the creative out-of-the-box Approaches you have to cash flow. But uh, I was, uh, you know, just uh, touching base with you before. Um, actually, uh, we were talking yesterday, a day before. Wow. You know, just with what has happened over the last couple of years with the pandemic and the economy and all of the things that are going on. I think there's a lot of folks that are very concerned about cash flow. And I think those that are approaching retirement or already in retirement are, are probably one of the most concerned groups because they're wondering what the heck is going to happen to my money and um, and and what can I do about it? And so uh, I'm just uh, ready to sit back here and, uh, and hear your thoughts on, on what's going on and how we can best deal with it, for, especially from a cash flow standpoint.
0: Yeah, we are most certainly living in very very interesting times (laughs) it's uh and it's i think a lot of folks um they're uh, very concerned too because there's many different storms all coming together simultaneously and creating this one big giant storm uh and what i mean by that is uh we are seeing many different cycles uh, actually overlap. So a lot of folks know about uh, asset cycles and market cycles and economic cycles, but there's um, there's also demographic cycles. Uh, and then there's also empire cycles, uh, which we are clearly seeing on the world stage right now, power shifting from one empire over to another empire. And this has happened throughout history. Um, but of course, a, a lot of things... Um, they come together like this causes great confusion. Then you throw in, of course, uh, the technological development that's happened over the past 20 years. We are really now full steam into the fourth Industrial Revolution as a lot of folks have re- referred to this. So the, t- the 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 speed at which things are moving is much, much faster. Uh, then then throughout history we've seen these changes we've seen cycles overlap but because of the technology element uh, we haven't quite seen it at the at the speed at which we're seeing it um, and what I mean by the fourth industrial revolution is um you know the th- we, we had the industrial revolution sort of the phase one was like the the locomotive engine uh, and this was a great connector uh, of 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 societies uh, if you think just uh, of you know, all the railway tracks that connected towns and connected it to big cities and goods, and uh, people could move pretty quickly from one place to another. And then the second phase in the industrial uh, age was uh, organize, the organized workplace, uh, sort of the assembly line, which uh, Henry Ford uh, obviously is very well known for that, uh, putting, putting together um, Ford uh, automobiles. And this translated over to all other industries uh, made them more efficient, increased the, the speed at which a manu- you could manufacture things. Um, and it, it was a game changer. And then sort of the third phase was the age of the internet, which just like those railroad tracks in the, in the first phase, connected now not only towns and cities, but the entire world. We were all connected. Um, and then the fourth phase, which is this fourth industrial revolution, is then taking it to a whole new level. It's the Internet of Things. Anything smart is now connected—a smart watch to a smartphone, to a smart TV, you know, to uh, smart—you uh, know—from a from a refrigerator in your house to a dishwasher. Um, everything's going to be connected. You, you're going to see the rollout of of five G, um, which I don't think uh, folks uh, understand or even fathom at the speed. Um, that we will be connected uh, through that. Um, And then also, I mean, you're seeing artificial intelligence popping up everywhere. And some folks might think, wait a second, I I haven't really seen that. Any website you now visit has someone popping up and starting to talk to you. Well, that's that's, that's artificial intelligence. It's not a, a real live person. Um, and of course, robotics uh, and, and so forth. Um, you know, 3D printing, uh, all these things are being rolled out now. Um, we're going to see with, with 5G, the Internet of Things, for example, and artificial intelligence, you could eventually see driverless vehicles, which they've already had uh, driverless vehicles in, in some parts of the world tested. In China, I believe they even tested a, a driverless bus, believe it or not. Wow. So you've got all these technology things that are really, really disrupting a very chaotic environment already, um, and that's that's leading to, of course, um, you know, a lot of inequality in society because there are some folks that they're not quite sure what's happening, uh, and then there are folks that know what's happening and 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 then positioning themselves for it, um, and of course, if you look at different time periods in history, too, there's a there's a very interesting book called The Fourth Turning. Um, And we are literally living through this uh, fourth turning. And and the, the whole book basically just states that, you know, there are cycles, you know, let's just say 80 to 100 year cycles that every country or nation or empire goes through. Um, and of course you have your winter, right? You're dark, you're, you're cold, you These are the times that really, really uh, have hard characters, thrive in it. Um, and then the spring comes. Um, and then of course it goes into the summer, summer, uh, summer uh, peaks and then the fall happens and then you're back into the winter. And it takes about 80 to 100 years. And if you think just in the United States, Let's just uh, t- take the U.S. for example. About eighty to hundred years ago, you know, we we had we had World War II, um, and then eighty years before that, approximately, give or take, um, we we had the Civil War, and then about again eighty years before that, we we had the American Revolution. So it's interesting that these themes um, repeat itself, and I mean, we are clearly in times of great change rapid change uh, at, and, and change at a rate we've, which we've never seen. Uh, we're at a time where there is very disruptive technologies out there that will disrupt every single place uh, uh, in the economy. Uh, there, there's no sector or market that would will, will not be impacted uh, by it um and it's causing a lot of chaos it's causing a lot of confusion and some folks are being left behind which causes social friction and of course when you see these developments happen happen it always boils over then into you know a, a kind of uh, uh, very disruptive and um, very divisive political environment, just like it did every, you know, 80 years before this and 80 years before that and 80 years before that. So we're, we're definitely living in very, very interesting times. Um, and then to add a little bit more fuel to the fire, there's this concept which first is, uh, there's some folks that have been floating this concept, but essentially it's called the Great Reset. And this was kind of like, you know, a concept which at first people thought, well, was this is this just one of those stories of a bunch of guys sitting with cigars in a dark room and (laughs) planning nefarious things? No, I mean, it's uh, it's openly talked about by think tanks, uh, by institutions. You know, the World Economic Forum talks about it quite a bit. Um, and there's actually a book that the, the chairman of the World Economic Forum, um, Klaus Schwab, actually wrote. He wrote COVID-19 and, and the Great Reset. And essentially what it is, uh, the Great Reset, for folks that are not familiar with this concept, is it's, we're just going to see the reset, restructuring, and um, co- essentially collapse of structures, frameworks, and systems that we have taken for granted our entire lives. Um, and I will elaborate a little bit more on that in our talk. But that, yeah, I mean, all these things are coming together. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, we're not living during interesting times. I will say this, though, if you understand what's happening, you see how things are connected, because they're all connected, and you realize where we are, and you anticipate kind of the next steps of, of what what's coming, this could be one of the most exhilarating and exciting times in anyone anyone's life. Uh, because t- during times like this, capital moves, um, and there's no money heaven. <laughs> the money doesn't disappear, it changes hands, so it moves from one area of the economy to another area in the economy so folks that position themselves could uh, position themselves on the right side of the greatest wealth transfer in human history uh, which which we're already uh which we're already very well into if you just look at the numbers that have come out since 2020 um so yeah there's a, there's a there's a lot of um within all of this kind of doomy chaotic uh uncertain uh disruptive times there is a plethora and an abundance of opportunities for those that uh, that that want to see it and that uh, will capitalize on it.
1: Well, that's you know I think has a lot of people. Everybody's life has been shaken up, you know, from lockdowns to um, you know just massive number of businesses that have just disappeared as uh, as a result of some of these lockdowns and some of these these changes that happen uh, associated with. COVID-19. But at the same time, you've got this confusion in the investment community. Um, it's it's almost like the the Warren Buffett versus Robert Kiyosaki world, okay? Now, yeah. now, Kiyosaki is just, you know, he's he's singing from the same song sheet, buy gold, buy gold, buy gold, you know. And Warren Buffett is is investing differently than he has in 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 his history. And, um, and so a, a lot of people are looking at what, you know, what am I doing? You know, maybe they've got their funds, you know, with their financial planner and, you know, it's, it's, their nest egg has been there. It's been doing great, you know, in this marketplace and all of a sudden, boom, it just, it just got whacked zapped and yeah. they're going, wait a minute. That was, that was my, that's my retirement there. And, flashbacks to you know 2007 eight, nine and and what happened there I, I i think there is this also this you talk about chaos and confusion i mean it's it's right in the midst of the the investing world yeah
0: no a- absolutely and i think you know, here's another thing that I'm seeing in the investing world, because there are so many things happening, <laughs> you know, when, when from COVID to now, you know, the, the war um, with Russia and Ukraine uh, and all of these other many different kind of uh, themes that are playing heavily now into the headlines, inflation and, you know, we're seeing the, the, the prices of gas and so forth. So there's a lot of fear out there. So, when it comes to the investment world, too, it's very tough to grab headlines. (laughs) So, uh, folks then have to revert to make very, uh, I would say, bold and uh, – you know, controversial statements when it comes to that. Um, folks refer to it as maximalism. You know, you see one person say, "Well, this is the magic bullet. This is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna solve all problems, cure all ills, and take care of everything that you need to take care of," and the next person would say the complete opposite of something else and that is the magic bullet that is going to take care of all pro- problems and cure all, all ills um, you know what i found fascinating is looking at guys like ray dalio too in times like this because mm-hmm. uh, ray dalio has the the four seasons portfolio it's part of his, his sort of his his, his his investment philosophy and strategy uh, and he prepares for anything and everything So he allocates his portfolio in different areas, which positions it to take advantage of an economic boom, uh, and then also inflation, and then, of course, an economic contraction or a recession or a collapse, and then uh, a a deflationary uh, event that, that could occur. So um, I think at this stage, too, yeah, there's a lot of maximalist views, especially in the investment world. But I think what investors um, that have been through these these crazy times are doing really well is that they are positioning themselves for um, anything that's going to be thrown at them. They're positioning themselves for to be prepared for anything and everything. Um, And they have a stable of horses. This is a very dangerous time if you're going to bet all your money on one horse in this horse race. You need a stable um, of horses for different tracks, for different environments, uh, for different things that this, um, this world's gonna throw, <laughs> throw at us uh, in the next couple of weeks and next couple of months and has already thrown at us. So that's kind of the approach that I take um, and, and, and kind of look at is, um, how can I prepare for different types of outcomes um and how can I position myself and my overall wealth strategy for that so that there's not really any surprises out there um, that comes my way and there's not really uh, something that you know that that I didn't prepare for. Will there be wild cards? Absolutely. Do I have a blind spot? Absolutely. Everybody has them. Every single investor has them. Uh, we don't have a crystal ball, <laughs> you know. The, and the crystal ball business is a, a very very tough one. Uh, so it's not a very good business to be in, but um, yeah, I mean, I um, I can share that with with your listeners too if you're interested. I've I've sort of just a, a daily exercise that I do uh, in navigating the environment too, which which has helped a lot, uh, and I've cu- sort of developed this over the, the the past two years.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear that. I, I I'm. I'm- i really want to zero in on some of the strategies that you're using yep. that uh, are helping to prepare you but i'm just going to take one little step back when you talked about a a big wealth transfer um yeah or the maybe the biggest wealth transfer uh, wh- yep. where where are you seeing that and and where is it being transferred from and to yeah so one of the
0: areas for massive massive growth of course has been the cryptocurrency markets uh, and when I say cryptocurrencies and blockchain, a lot of folks would say, oh, no, I don't want to buy a doggy coin and hope it goes up, kind of, <laughs> you know, that way. <laughs> right. um, and, and trust me, I don't want to buy a doggy coin, too, and hope it goes up. Um, but there's ways to invest in that in, in environment. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, a good example is the California gold rush. And I sort of call this the California gold rush strategy, where the folks that made uh really, really the fortunes during the California gold rush wasn't necessarily the miners or the folks digging and panning for gold, but it was the people that uh, sh- sold the shovels, uh, sold the equipment. Uh, the folks that clothed them, like the Levi and Strauss family, uh, the folks that fed them um, and and sold food to them, uh, to them and housed them and provided entertainment, and then also financial services like the Wells uh, Wells family, uh, which is uh, the the founders of, of Wells Fargo. So a similar strategy that a lot of folks have positioned themselves in that space. I'll give you an example. You know, two areas where I don't think there's going to be enough, <laughs> you know, enough people ever that. Could fill that void is in the tax, in the uh, legal and estate planning uh, uh, kind of niche in that sector. If you think of what governments are doing around the world, they're coming off to cryptocurrencies for taxes. Uh, they're coming, uh, regular, the regulatory environment is changing. So, companies, people that saw, wow. There's a booming industry. There's a lot of smart and talented people that have gone in there. How can I start a business in there that's not dependent on a doggy coin that has to go up in value? Well, I can start a tax firm specializing in Uh, cryptocurrency tax planning and and investors can invest in it. The same with on the legal side. Wow. This this is going to be I mean, there's going to be some serious regulations coming in there. All of these companies are going to basically have to make sure that they're aligned with it. How do I invest in those companies? So that's one area where where it's gone. Um, There's also a lot of folks uh, in the business world. Unfortunately, the medium uh, kind of companies have swallowed up a lot of the small companies um, and of course folks that that's that sort of understood the game which a lot of your listeners um know the game of the uh, the, the game of capital and the game of money and that's why they, they love real estate but essentially between 2020 and, and, and now so much currency has been added to the, the to the supply, not just in the U.S. I think the latest number was around 40%, but you know, I, <laughs> I it's hard to get very accurate data. That's about the closest I can get. But 40% let's just say of all dollars ever created has been created in since 2020. Um, so if you think about that, that's like. That's 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 a lot, forty percent. Wow! So um, the folks that held assets such as real estate, where a lot of capital has gone to, um, that have been in in, in the cryptocurrency space, uh, that have owned businesses, they've heavily benefited from this because, um, you know, if you have a business, for example, and you own real estate, um, you get to benefit from asset inflation and price inflation. Now. Asset inflation is the value of all the assets going up in value. So you've seen it in your stock portfolio uh, uh, until recently, until the pullback of real estate, cryptocurrencies, um, and then uh, price inflation we're seeing now. And I believe we're just seeing, I mean, we're nowhere near from done uh, with inflation of where this is going to go. Um, we're seeing incredible price inflation, which, which of course, if you have businesses, businesses can adjust their the, the prices that they charge uh, with price inflation, but the people paying for it uh, on a fixed income are, are the are the most hurt. So the money is moved from the folks that don't necessarily have assets that have fixed incomes to people that have businesses uh, that have assets and that have positioned themselves in areas uh, to to where capital is flowing. And you know, just on the inflation side too, I saw today. Uh, that the U.S. Congress just gave themselves a 21% pay raise, uh, <laughs> so they know where inflation's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know what's going on, um, and they know it's not going to stop anytime soon. And um, yelling at the Federal Reserve uh, uh, just actually said that too. So uh, this is this is going to continue happening, unfortunately. But if you if you can, um, if you can be- benefit from inflation as you can as a business owner or an investor, then then you can position yourself uh, obviously for for this this environment.
1: Well, you started to go into sort of your daily, yeah, you, how you, how you're daily adjusting to this? Can you can kind of maybe elaborate on that? Yeah, and I'll
0: share this uh, just qu- uh, briefly with folks. So there's a concept that I, that I learned uh, from Keith Cunningham called thinking time. So every single day, I block off an hour, and I grab an empty notepad, and then I essentially just think. I think about my thinking, and I use some frameworks to help me with it. This has been a, I have to say, one of the best things that I could do. You know, I think it was Henry Ford that said, "Thinking is one of the hardest things to do." That's why so few people engage in it. And it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking is hard. <laughs> um, but I, I and you don't have to take an hour. You can take thirty minutes. And some some days when when there's not a lot happening, I I completed in th- in thirty minutes. But essentially, I took I take a framework uh, that that I learned from a from a coaching group that I'm a part of. But essentially. The first thing that you do, you evaluate all of the dangers and the threats every single day that's out there, um, and and this gives you clarity of what's going on, what's a threat to you, your family, your business, and your investments. Um, and then also think of potential threats that we haven't seen yet. Uh, and then we, then we look at opportunities, because within all of those threats, when, when you have identified them and written them down, you'll start to see opportunities. Uh, massive opportunities. I'll give you an example. One of the threats that I that I was looking at, and and folks are looking at, is was was in the energy markets. You know, when the current administration shut down uh, energy production basically on day one with executive uh, orders, uh, and a pipeline, I looked at that and said, well, there's going to be other sources of energy that needs to be used, um, and unfortunately, you know, as much as we want to believe it, uh, we're we're not going to power the entire globe on solar and wind. There's going to have to come another source of power to do that. And nuclear, of course, was one of those sources. And you know, it's nuclear, which is uranium, only powers about ten percent of, of of you know, all of the, the, the countries uh, around the world. and a, a lot of countries have started to use more nuclear, which has gotten more uranium. So it was a good speculative play for folks that were that were trading that. So I'm just giving an example of that. massive opportunity and some threats. Um, and then of course you look at you know your skill sets, your capabilities or the relationships that you have to, that can capitalize it. And there's a couple of things that I look at for dangers and for opportunities, and I'll just list them quickly. One of the first areas is money. Um, The monetary system changes about every 30 to 40 years. We just had um, fiat currency's birthday, 50th birthday, actually, on August 15th last year. Um, Nixon took the world essentially of the gold standard on August 15th, 1971, Um, and that changed the money system around the, the globe. All of a sudden, all currencies were now just fiat currencies, uh, issued by decree of a government or a central bank, and uh, enforced by uh, legal tender laws. There was no 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 backing of any currencies. Um, you know, and before that, we could go to Bretton Woods in in New Hampshire, where the Bretton Woods Agreement was signed. The U.S. dollar became the world reserve currency. So. The monetary system is essentially pretty much in, in the process of resetting already. You see the news headlines. Everybody's talking about Bretton Woods 2.0 or we need a new Bretton Woods moment. You know, If you um, look at what the World Bank is saying, the IMF is saying, all of these f- central bankers are saying. So, there's something happening there. So, it's important to identify what's going on there. Um, then on the banking, the same thing. I believe that the banking world's still going to get rocked. Um, and, and and bank the way that we bank is definitely going to change. Uh, debt, obviously, that we we have a debt money system. What's going on in the debt markets, which is the biggest market out there? You know, I look at the energy markets because the energy drives every single economy. Uh, I think people are starting to realize how important oil and gas is right now. When they see the goods uh, and services that they consume, the price is skyrocketing. Um, And then I look at commerce, what's happening in in the business world. Everything's going digital. Um, I look at different markets, whether it be equity markets, whether it be currency markets, whether it be commodity markets, crypto markets. uh, And then I look at real estate, the opportunities, you know, Uh, One of, and and probably a lot of your listeners have benefited from this, but one of the best places to have been invested uh, over the past two to three years have been short-term rentals because the way that we live changed uh, because of the way that we worked. We started going virtual. So all of a sudden, you didn't have to stay in the city or town where your employer is. You could actually move. To uh, the place that you want to move and work from there virtually. It's changed the job market. Companies can now hire the best talent, and the talent pool now is the world basically. Mm-hmm. It's not just who lives in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and then, um, then how people travel changed too. Um, the airlines obviously was shut down for a little bit. Uh, Folks started flying less. So now all of a sudden, a getaway weekend um, that you're taking your spouse with to the Caribbean is now all of a sudden, uh, honey, let's jump in the car and drive two to three hours and stay at a short term rental close to water, whether whether it be the beach, whether it be a lake or mountains. Um, And then, of course, you know, I look at Just societal trends, uh, the health trends, food trends, which most people are starting to realize how important that is, our supply chains and so forth, and then trends in education. And there are enormous threats in all of these things that I just shared, but there are enormous opportunities. Uh, Like I shared with, you know, the the uranium traders uh, in some of our network and then the real estate, the short term, uh, short term uh, rental market education, for example, too. There's been so many folks that have started educational companies, uh, new books. um, You know, the Tuttle Twins is a fantastic example of that. Um, You know, so there's there's a there's a lot of dangers, but a lot of opportunities.
1: What kind of suggestions do you have in terms of, yeah, I I think this is. This is great because you're you are talking about sort of looking outside the box here to find opportunities and, and um and anticipate opportunities. But um, but what what sort of from an individual standpoint can people do to kind of at least get some sort of a again with so much change going on it's hard to kind of grasp onto any one area but uh, but uh, you you know t- talk about you know developing a strategy and um uh maybe uh, with your portfolio with your investments um and and how can you in this environment how can you you know get a hold of that and and move it in the right direction
0: yeah that's a great question um so from a from a from a strategy standpoint, it's look I'm looking at how can I position things for any event um, and for anything, even th- something that I'm not even thinking about that could blindside me, uh, and that brings me to what I said earlier. You need a stable of horses. So there's about four areas of allocation, um, and what you put into different areas depends a lot on where you are and of course your risk tolerance. But the four areas right now um, that that I'm positioned for to is the first area is cash, um, and folks would say cash, yes, cash. Uh, cash is one of the most important things in, in, in uncertain times um, to have. Cash is a is a is a great tool, and again, it's just a tool in my toolbox. Uh, in my toolbox, I have I have different tools. So the first tool that I'm going to have is cash because if there's um, a deflationary event, I'm going to need cash, um, well, for di- many different reasons, but I can also use the cash then to buy assets at a discount. Uh, so cash is going to bring a, a stability factor for you in your portfolio too. Um, and I'll share with you quickly the other, the other areas. So you have cash, then you have your metals. Um, and if you can imagine sort of a quadrant, I would put those two at the top. That's sort of your defensive place so uh, having cash and then having gold and silver. Um, and then at the bottom part of the the quadrant, I would put a cash flow portfolio, uh, which is your income um, uh, part, and then also um, a growth part for it. So you have cash, you have metals, uh, you have your cash flow uh, portfolio, and you have growth. So cash is going to be the stabilizer. Let's just say there's a there's, a mass, there's, a, there's an inflationary event and there's an economic boom. While well, you can use cash to purchase other assets, buy more metals, buy more cash flow uh, producing assets, uh, buy more assets for growth. You can always deploy it if there's a boom or we're in a massive inflationary environment. And for cash, uh, I would recommend a lot of folks keep cash on hand. Uh, Do not put all of your cash in the banks. As I mentioned, um, I'm very, very nervous about banks. I think the nature of banking is going to change very, very quickly. Um, And I think um, all of the laws that have been put on the books since the last financial crisis is there for a reason. Uh, Most folks are not familiar with the term bail-ins, but that is essentially a feature of some of the laws that have been put on the books. And what that means is when folks um, want their money – they might not able to able to get it in in the event of a, a massive just a crisis, and we've already seen this, for example, out in Lebanon, uh, which has gone through a a crisis in the in the last the last year. Folks couldn't get their their money out of the bank, so have some cash on hand. And then I, you know the other area that I also I have cash and I and I teach and I share more about that is in, uh, in mutual insurance companies through the the infinite banking strategy, um, and that's essentially how you can uh, decentralize yourself in a way from the banking system. Uh, So have some cash on hand, have some cash in in, uh, vehicles that have been around for 200 years that have uh, an impeccable track record of being good stewards of capital um, and uh, great custodians. Um, So have some cash on hand. Uh, Metals is there, that's your wealth insurance. Um, That is really when we start to see a massive wildcard events. Uh, if there's a deflationary event, yeah, it'll go maybe go down a little bit. If there's an inflationary event, your metals will will uh, maintain its value. Uh, gold has been money for centuries. <laughs> it's going to continue to be real money. Silver is probably the most undervalued asset right now in, in of, of all asset classes. Um, and then cash flow portfolio. So in your cash flow portfolio, a lot of folks have real estate that generate income, they have some businesses, uh, you want to have diversified income streams. You you do not want to depend on one sole source of income during uh, during very uncertain and chaotic times. Uh, as a lot of folks, unfortunately, have. have, have have been in a position where if that one income stream is taken away, they don't have another source of income. Uh, If you have several of those, if one of those income streams get taken away, then you still have other income streams. Uh, So I cannot state how important that is. Uh, And then in areas of growth, and that's sort of where I took a look at what was happening in the crypto and blockchain world and have some exposure to to Bitcoin and to some some of those companies. Um, now I mentioned this is a stable of horses. Um, you know your 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 cash is your everyday horse. Your horse that you you put your buggy on that drags your buggy around. You you need your you need your work um, your 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 metals is your war horse. So when there's really really chaotic times, you know, mon- uh, gold's been money for centuries. It's going to continue to be that's your war horse. And you want your war horse just to put its head down and keep going. Just like a good war horse does. Um, and then, of course, your cash flow portfolio and on your growth side, that, you know, your growth is your is your fastest horse, um, especially particularly with with on the crypto side, but your cash flow uh, portfolio also is uh, that's 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 your race horse, and you're diversifying your race horses again. Do not just bet on one horse in the race right now. Um, so those that's kind of the approach that that I've taken from a, from a strategy standpoint, you know, and following Ray Dalio's model of that four seasons uh, being diversified and being in different areas um, is going to allow you to be positioned for. You know, the dark, the dark winters, uh, the spring, the summer, and then also uh, the fall.
1: And, and what kind of income streams uh, do you personally think are good for this type of uh, economic environment?
0: Yeah, I think um, especially when we look at disposable incomes going down, uh, people are always going to need a place to stay. <laughs> always. So, real estate is still a, a a good, solid income stream for that. Then, businesses, I would say that uh, also focuses on, on necessities, whether it be uh, whether, whether it be food, whether it be clothing, and so forth. And and then, of course, during this time, there's going to be people that have disposable income. Um, so there are things that, that you, obviously, it's a little bit of a different approach. There, there's income streams that you can position and set yourself up for, uh, for that. So the, a, a short-term rental business would be a great income stream for the folks with disposable income. Um, but, you know, you, here's the one thing that I say to Bill, like the, the, I learned this from a mentor a couple of years ago uh, of how value is created in the economy, because we all talk about value creation and, and so forth but I didn't really understood it until it was was put to me in this way, is when when you have participants in a marketplace that find themselves in a situation where they are experiencing a lot of challenges, a lot of problems, a lot of headaches, um, they are desiring to be in a different situation than what they're already in. So entrepreneurs that can come in and then produce um a a vehicle for them through their businesses and their products and their services to solve all of those problems and challenges and pain points and, uh, for them to put them in the situation that they want to be rid of all those things (laughs) that, that, that are making them unhappy. Um, you're going to, you're going to have a profitable, you're going to have a profitable business, the same with desirable outcomes. You know, people want, uh, luxuries too they want desirable outcomes and if you can position yourself uh, as a business or position yourself in a vehicle that does that you're going to uh, you're 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 going to be part of the value creation and find yourself to have a profitable income stream but yeah I'm uh, What's great income streams? Uh, so far, if I, looked at, I have to look at a couple of mine, real estate has been great through this. Um, there's actually uh, historic resort properties uh, which we've invested in that has done phenomenally well. That's focused on weddings, uh, they have ancillary and some symbiotic cashless streams. They've done really well. Um, I am invested in some energy businesses that have done very, very well right now. So, again, uh, with 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 prices going up, energy businesses um, have have benefited from that. Um, and then, of course, in the crypto space, being invested in business, again, what are some of the challenges that folks are having there? Filing taxes. Who could figure that out? So, if you, <laughs> you're someone that could do that and rid someone of that... Uh, and find some folks that can invest in that business. Uh, that's, that's a very good, very good um, uh, income stream. But have diversified ones, uh, have ones uh, that are in different sectors, in different niches. Um, And don't just have them all in one niche because as we saw in 2008 2009 if one market get hit gets hit Like let's just say for example, you're just in single-family real estate um, You know or or even multifamily took 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 some hits uh, big hits then too Um, But if you were only in those two markets, then yeah, you were you were having a tough time but if you had diversified into other areas um, then of course you
1: know you now have diversified income streams. That's great, yeah. and, and you uh, you have a book that you wrote, uh, the twenty one best cash flow niches. Uh, um, what uh, yeah, what what seems to pop up out of that book that uh, right now are 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 particularly attractive niches.
0: Yeah, there's there's a couple that's very attractive that I shared in there. Um, there are some that are not. Um, you know, it's not really dependent on the economy at all. So I'll share an example with you. There's a niche of teak inside of timber that I came across that I saw a lot of wealthy families held in family offices. And I, I it just blew my mind. <laughs> so I have a friend in a family office. I called him up. I said, what is up with this? I see a lot of these families are positioning themselves, you know, in these in these." Uh, in these niches and he said you know MC think about it this way you know talking about stability of a portfolio what do trees do today He said well they, they grow uh, what did they did five years ago well they they grew and what are they going to do five years from from now they're just gonna grow so it's a great it's a great element to add um, and of course that keeps up with inflation too um, and agriculture is a is a is a great niche in general if you can be invested in agriculture uh, right now, whether it be crops, whether it be livestock, uh, whether it be just farms in general, or whether it be, um, you know, just something like the, the, the teak that I just mentioned, those are very great uh, niches right now. And there's, and there's ways that you can do it that you don't necessarily have to buy a whole farm these days, right? Um, there's another niche that I share in there that's very intriguing, um, and this kind of blew my mind too. But it's called um, music music royalties. Uh, and another thing for the time that times that we live in now, you know, when the economy is is in recession, markets have crashed, uh, people are depressed, they listen to music. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when people are happy, they're excited. The market is booming. People listen to music. Um, music's always going to be there. Uh, I find it very interesting how. There is now platforms where you can actually buy a portion of the royalties of uh, very well-known art artists and uh, collect income from that. Um, so there's a couple of interesting niches that, that that I shared in there, which shows you how to position yourself in in any environment and and they can all bring, uh, very much uh, stability to any any cash flow portfolio, but that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book is uh, I realized how important it is to be diversified now in different cash flow niches um, and have different streams of income because that's one way that you can ensure that you're going to be w- very
1: well balanced for whatever comes in this uh, this crazy this crazy environment. Wow, this uh, is fantastic information you have provided just a. Uh, a lot of food for thought here and uh, also some real practical stuff that people can hold on to. Um, it's funny you should mention that the music royalties thing, because they're, they're, all music, um, you know, if you've copyrighted it or whatever, it doesn't really um, matter. Um, after a certain period of time, well, either you renew it uh, yeah, or it, it just... the the music's available for anybody who wants to grab it and uh i know that uh michael jackson did it with like a lot you know the beatles portfolio and stuff but i mean it it doesn't have to be you know it could be just just music that's been around for a long time that someone just didn't follow up on in terms of their royalties and so forth and you could just go in there so yeah those are a lot of great ideas and uh, i'm going to definitely put a link up for the book uh for people that are uh, going to check out our show notes and uh, uh, grab some of those ideas. But I love the idea of the whole multiple streams of income. I mean, that's that's been a, a good concept for a number of years, but I think now probably more than ever, uh, something real prevalent that I think really will be beneficial for the investors listening to this show. So. MC, this has been great. Uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, any uh, anything you want to mention that you might not have addressed, or so, anything coming up that people should know about, or anything like that?
0: Yeah. So, uh, for your listeners that are interested in, in purchasing the book, uh, it'll be in the link that you provide, and they can find it on Amazon too. Um, and when they um, when they purchase the book just screenshot a proof of your purchase and send it to my email or to my team at info at cashflowninja.com. And what we'll make available for your listeners, Bill, is we'll give them access to a, a free ebook if they wanna read it on a Kindle, an audio book. I also, as a bonus, curated uh, and created this curated library of all the interviews that I did with guests about niches that's featured in the book. Uh, and there's more bonus goodies. So just send us a proof of purchase, and we'll give you access to all of those. Um, and uh, we we appreciate we, we appreciate everyone that's interested to learn in more niches and and how to diversify income streams. And I'll also just share that. You know, I've mentioned a lot of stuff here that might sound a little bit doomy and gloomy, but as I stated in the beginning, you know, it's a it's a pretty exciting time to be alive on this spinning ball of dirt <laughs> that we <laughs> that we inhabit. Um, you know, it's a one in a multi generational event, um, and I'm pretty excited for what's coming. I know it's you know it's uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, there's there's a lot of already chaos. There's a lot of things that have changed the, the world already, and there's more to come. But I think if you have the right mindset, you have the right frameworks and models, uh, and you understand what's 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 going on, and you know how to position yourself for the uh, the next couple of things, I think this this you're going to look back at this time that we're living in right now as one of the
1: most exciting times ever uh, in your life yeah I agree. There's a, a lot ahead that uh, that we uh, really won't know until we're there. Um, but uh, at the same time, I, I think you know being wise uh, stewards of the funds that we have and and uh, prudent, I, I think uh, you can come out on the better side of this you' if you if really uh, really think it out. So uh, great stuff, MC. I, I really appreciate your, your your coming on and sharing this with our listeners.
0: Thank you so much for having me on and uh, thank you so much for all of your listeners listening. Appreciate you all.
1: Oh, it's been our pleasure. And I also want to thank all our old dog listeners out there too, for joining us. I know there's a lot of other things you could be doing right now, but the fact that you've taken the time to join us means a lot and we really appreciate it. Please note everything that MC talked about today and there's a lot of good stuff. Um, we'll have links, we'll have uh, detailed show notes and references, uh, to his site as well so that you can get more information. Just uh, look for the episode uh, featuring MC Lobshar. Well, that's the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would
0: greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.